everybody. It is Dave and Jeff. It is February 18th, 2024. Jeff, I want to mention our good friend Alan Taylor at TaylorMade Pools. Look, the spring's just around the corner. Rain's kind of slowed down a lot. Perfect time to have that great pool. TaylorMade Pools, Alan Taylor standing by. You need to ask about available financing, but Jeff says it all the time. You got to check out the website, right? I mean, check out oh, the website yeah. and look at all the dream pools, things that you think in your mind, what you want in your backyard. Alan Taylor's already thought of it for you. Here's the number, 619-449-4452. 619-449-4452. Dave, coming south today, it was about 652 or 552, excuse me, still light out. Yeah. Just a couple of weeks out uh, from changing the clocks, and you go, man, love it. Every day is getting longer. Days are getting warmer. Weather out today, if you were out moving around, beautiful out. But you have those days, and right now with no football on the calendar, NBA All-Star game, pretty boring. So you go, what do I need? I need a tailor-made pool in my backyard. It can be custom-made with that 3D technology that Alan and his team can put in for you. I say it all the time. I mean, if you want to own your neighborhood, put a grotto back there, right? And uh, we were driving on the way down here. Boy, here's a neighborhood I never have to go through again, Southcrest. What the fuck was I doing in Southcrest? Where's Southcrest? Uh, I don't know. We were just, we were coming from downtown. We were downtown and just, I'm just like, I'm just going to start going east on this road. I think it was on like Logan Avenue or something. (laughs) And then all of a sudden you look up, it's like Southcrest. I'm like, ah, this is where Jamie Chambers is every night with (laughs) 27 different cops behind him. I'm like, God, this this city sucks. Sorry, but it does. Like when you drive by and the taco shop looks like it's in your neighbor's garage. I'm like, I I don't think they have an A in the window. (laughs) Point being is that unless you live in Southcrest, where nothing's going to improve your property value, nothing at all, uh, anywhere else... Your house is going up and up and up the equity value, but you know what puts it even higher is that gorgeous tailor-made pool in the backyard. Dave said it. Go to DaveAndJeffShow.com. Click on that sponsor page. You can take a look at some of the great pools that Alan and his team have built for your neighbors and take a little bit of theirs, add in your own, and you'll have that perfect pool. Let us know when you have it because Dave and I will come out and do a live show. <laughs> you got it. That's the way it's going to go. Uh, Dave, I want to read something to okay. you. This is very, very fun because, boy, oh, boy, in this town, the one thing we love to do more than anything is change the narrative. We love to change the narrative in San Diego. Now, maybe they do it in St. Louis, but who gives a shit about St. Louis? That town sucks. (laughs) Maybe they do it in Detroit. Cool airport. I don't have any interest in going to Detroit. But in San Diego... We've seen this week is people have freaked out. Oh, my God, I could barely sleep. I tossed and turned, tossed and turned because poor, poor Antonio Gates wasn't voted into the Hall of Fame. And today, sad sack Nick Canaba, who I love, who has written column after column, space after space about the disgust of Barry Bonds or, or Roger Clemens or anybody else you want to put in that group from the Mitchell Report. He talks and talks about how bad they all are. And then today it's a column about how ridiculous the NFL Hall of Fame is for not voting in Antonio Gates. Well, it took me 21 seconds to find this. Dave, this is from NFL.com. Dateline is July 2nd, 2015. Headline is Antonio Gates suspended four games for PEDs. Story reads... 
We now have a biggest name and a rash of suspension announcements on the eve of the holiday weekend. The San Diego Chargers announced Thursday that tight end Antonio Gates has been suspended four games without pay for violating the NFL policy and program for performance-enhancing substance. Uh, the Chargers said, quote, We are tremendously disappointed for our team and our fans as well as Antonio, but no more disappointed than Antonio is with himself. Antonio is a member of the Chargers family, and we will continue to support him 100%. Gates blamed the positive test on, quote, supplements and holistic medicines. Have you ever seen the guys that do holistic medicines? Come on. Come on. You're going in there with all their goddamn bamboo? <laughs> Shut up. In my 12 years in the NFL, Gates said, I've taken tremendous pride in upholding the integrity of the NFL shield and all that it entails. I've taken extreme care of my body with a holistic approach, and I've never knowingly ingested a substance that was banned by the NFL. Gates acknowledged that he should have done his due diligence to ensure his recovery stayed within NFL guidelines. I understand that I'm responsible for what is in my body, and I've always believed that ignorance is no excuse. I take full responsibility for my actions. That Perfect. is the quote. Gates admitted... He's responsible for the positive PED test that cost him four games against the Lions, Bengals, Vikings, and Browns going back to 2015. That's it. That's why Rodney Harrison's not in. It's why, I mean. Well, Barry Bonds and McGuire, a bunch of Hall of Fames. Yeah, McGuire's the other guy I was trying to think of. And it, it why everybody turns a blind eye to that, I get it. We were lucky enough to watch Gates play. We were lucky enough to cover him. Incredible. Yep. But you can't move the goalpost. You can't adjust it so it fits for the guys you like and then continue to be the angry, disgusted sports fan for the guys that you don't like. Couldn't agree more. Over and over you see this. And it seemed like every sportscaster, writer, for some reason, all forgot that he yeah. ended up with a PED test. Yeah. I mean, come on, dude. And look, there's not a town that treated Barry Bonds worth in San Diego. I mean, man, there's right. a bunch of syringes thrown out on the field. Well, and I and Lightner look, was all over him, and I think uh, I think Fernando's a guy yeah. that that depending on how long his career goes, absolutely will be impacted. Now, do I think Gates gets in? Yeah, but yeah. I don't think Gates is a first ballot Hall of Famer when you have a PED on your record. No, they they definitely this was a lesson. I mean, it, everybody knows what happened. Everyone knows he's one of the best to play the position, and so was Barry Bonds. Yes. And this was a lesson to Antonio. McGuire? I don't know. I mean, you could make an argument either way on McGuire. I wouldn't argue with you. But Bonds, Bonds probably would have gone in. Bonds would have been in. 100%. Bonds, is, for me, is the best player I've ever seen. Now, you know, the, the interesting thing is when you look at different guys that mm -hmm. get in that we all, come on, everybody knew. You and I were Devin in those Hester. locker rooms. Well, no, I'm just talking baseball-wise. Oh, okay. Like, come on, Mike Piazza was a positive guy. You know, Craig Biggio, positive guy. I'm sorry, but I know people that know them that he, they didn't I, even hide the fact. You, you won't. Be, you won't. But I'll tell you right now, I'm just speaking right for myself. I know people that dated Mike Piazza. Mike Piazza would say it straight out. He was doing it. But I, yeah. Yeah, you stay away from it all you yeah. want. But I'm telling you right now, you can put my name on it. I'm that confident that Bagwell, Biggio, Piazza, those guys who are in the Hall of Fame were as guilty as anyone. And guess what? Bonds never got caught. Yeah. Bonds is just not in. Yeah, I, I look at it. I mean, if you wanted to make the argument today about Eric Allen, 100%, I get that. 
100%. I get the argument for Eric Allen. That argument back on Eric Allen was he was never on a team that was like a championship team. He was never a difference maker. Was he a great player? Yes. I mean, 85 interceptions. Yeah. No, I agree. He's a Hall of Famer, but yeah, I'm saying I mean, the argument why people say he's not first ballot. Yeah. Saints, Eagles. I mean. Yeah, dude knocked the shit out of Costa in high school. Good. Yeah. I mean, Eric Allen should be in the Hall of Fame. And like I said, I think Antonio will eventually be in the Hall of Fame and, and he deserves a spot. But to you know, me, you're not a first ballot guy when you're a PED guy. You know, I read exactly what you just read on there, you know, and and at the same time, I read Nick. And when I read Nick this morning, I love Nick, too. But, man, there's things that Nick does now that bother me. Yeah. You know, as much as I then I'll tell you right now, it's, he's the reason I still get the newspaper. I, right. I, I love Bryce Miller, but. Nick's the reason I've held on to that newspaper is because of Canapa. But shit that he does now drives me nuts. And I said this to his face, and he goes, what do you mean? At the time the Chargers left, Nick still had the biggest voice in San Diego. Mm-hmm. And every time he'd come on with Jeff When and they me, were getting ready to leave, yes, he had the voice. He sure did. And every time he came on with you and I, what would he always say? I'll believe it when there's a shovel in the ground. Yeah. But man, if he would have been proactive every week on Sunday like he is now, and maybe things would have gone a little bit of a different or would have halted a little bit to at least wake people up because we did the best we could to tell you this was happening. Yeah, and all of you said, but we told you the Chargers were leaving. And the, they, what do they say? Ah, you guys don't know what the fuck you're talking about. Fucking Diablo over there with you, Jeff. And then we told them almost every day. Oh, no uh, way. Because Canapo would say, I'll believe it when there's a shovel in the ground. Well, today, driving out here, like I said, coming from downtown. and I blame it, Nick 100%. Fuck Spanos. He's not the problem. Yeah, Dean's fine. <laughs> Anybody to have a chance to hang out with him. Man, I tell you what. Uh, hate Dean all you want, but go to his house for 4th of July one time and check out the spread that's laid yeah, out there in the, the view. Grotto. The grotto and the view you have. I mean, you're like, there's the Big Bay fireworks, there's La Jolla, there's Coronado. You think Nick gives you that, Little Italy? No, Nick's fault. Can't even find parking when you go visit Fuck Nick. no. Well, come on, we'll go to Fleepy's. We'll, uh, two checks. What the fuck happened there? <laughs> Nick would not. Nick would not. Make, Nick, would not <laughs> Nick would not make us go two checks. I guarantee you. But just... Putting that on him. Yeah. You and I went 4th of July to Dean's. Man, I tell you what. You think about the guys that were out back playing lawn bowling. It was unbelievable. Everybody, the whole alumni from University of Pacific and some of the best guys. Craig Wheelahan was out there. Mike Cyphers. Christian Okoye. Christian Okoye was there. God, we met so many guys. Mike's, uh, Mike and Jerry Sullivan, former coaches. Mike Cyphers. I just said he was there. That's you said why Mike Cyphers? Yeah. Literally <laughs> just said 11 say, seconds no, ago. I was like, who's the most random punter? I, John yeah. Kidd? Did you say him? John Kidd? <laughs> Rolf Mojenka was there. Oh, my God. And we had a great time. Do you want to repeat Rolf Mojenka? Dude, that's a good one, dude. John Freeze? That's a good one. John Freeze was there. We yeah. had a great time. It was really, really fun looking up and, and just seeing all these guys. Who was the uh, Craig McEwen? <laughs> <laughs> you ever had a 4th of July with Craig McEwen? Of course he did it. Because you're all a bunch of arrogant jerks. But Dave and I played the game. We showed up at a Chargers polo. We're Raider fans, but guess what? When Dino laid out that spread, bunch of little sliders from, from Cali Comfort, we weren't first in line because that's disgraceful. Yeah. But we were like 4th and 6th. It was fun. Steve Hendrickson. I mean, how many names do I have to read off the list before you go, okay, I'm not as cool as you guys. By the way. You ever have 
pineapple trunks with papunu. Yeah, fucking oh, awesome. my God, it was great. So fun. All those guys. Marcus McNeil. He was there. Scott Yaffe wasn't. Don't blame me. I play the game. <laughs> okay? So all you just sitting there counting down until whatever you're counting down to, SDFC, the expansion draft, have fun. Can hold that at Elston's front yard. Yesterday, I just have to say hi to a friend real quick. Okay. You'll appreciate this. I have two small, two small little cracks in my windshield. How did you get them? I don't know. Probably a cement truck. And uh, do you do that move when you see something that might shoot something at your window? We just shoot, a, try and shoot around it all the time. Can? And I, you're thinking, if I get a ticket right now, fuck it. It's going to be my explanation. There's a yeah, cement did truck. Did you see this guy? Yeah. See this truck? You looking at that Ben Court? <laughs> um, so I've got. Uh, through my insurance, Safe Flight Auto. Yes. We'll come out tomorrow, fix it, take yeah. care of them both, right? I have an appointment. So yesterday I'm out, phone rings, and hi, is this Jeff? I'm calling from Safe Flight. This is Melody. I said, hey, Melody. Yeah, how you doing? She goes, great. I just wanted to confirm your appointment for Monday, one to five. I said, perfect. I'll be around. I'm hanging out. I mean, you're coming out, fixing them both for free. I'll make myself available. She was great. Just wanted to confirm. And by the way, I have to tell you, I'm a longtime listener. I'm a Patreon subscriber. Oh, awesome. And I've been with you and Dave for a long, long time. And Dave will say the same thing. Anytime somebody says that, isn't that the nicest feeling in the world? Absolutely. And then you get kind of embarrassed that they actually listen to the show. Well, I did. And I told her, I said, the other thing that makes me really, really happy, Melody, is that I haven't cussed on this call. <laughs> but I said, that's just because of Dave. And he brings out the worst in me. And I apologize that you've had to hear that. She says, is that why they call him the devil? <laughs> and I said, Melody, I'll tell you this. I have not got many things right in my life. But that morning when we were sitting there, and I said, you know what? You're Diablo. Yeah. I go, that was not pre-planned. It just popped into my head. It happened. And I said, I don't know that I've ever nailed anything you did. as clearly as I nailed that. She goes, I'm with you. But she loves you, so Melody sends her best. That's and I awesome. just thought, working on a Saturday, yeah. man, I've been there, Melody. I've been there for Chase Auto when I had a call and tried to collect money, and I told that guy I had a size four boot with his, with his name on it. Man, I, I love anybody that's out there doing the grind, and Melody was out there. And just for her to say that made my entire day. Dave, I knew cool. it would mean, mean a lot to you, too. So, Melody, thanks, and I, I look forward to seeing your guy tomorrow. He better be a listener, too. All right, let me ask you this question. Do you have one of those windshields that when it starts to rain, your windshield wipers will go, just go automatically? No. Okay, that's what I was going to. How do they fix that? Like, there has to be a sensor in it. Like, a, yeah, it's like right? that on my truck. Anytime a little bit of water hits the windshield, it just goes by itself. That's pretty good. Yeah, I don't even know what the hell was going on. I was like, there's a sensor in the windshield. But then, like, if I break that windshield, how do they hook all that up? But I was talking to my neighbor who's had his car for 21 years. Yeah. It's an old PT Cruiser. Man, that thing's beat up. But he was saying he, he got a new rental car. And imagine, Dave, if you've been driving a car that's 21 years old, right? 2001, yeah. 2002. No backup camera. No backup camera, no sensors. Like, I love my car. I have the, the Hyundai Sonata Hybrid. But as soon as the car in front of me moves, dee -dee. hey, car in front moves. Yeah, I got it. Okay. <laughs> Relax, Sonata. 
And I was saying to him, some of the bells and whistles are pretty cool. I like on the side mirrors when it lights up yeah. and lets you know somebody's in your Dude, blind spot. I never turn my head once now. I just I look know. at that light, at that light on the mirror. But I was saying to him, you get a little lazy in your driving skills, right? I guess. Because the Sonata takes care of me. Yeah, I never turn my head now at all when I change Nah, lights. fuck it. Don't <laughs> ah, tell me what's going on. But I was like, dude, I've got eight Bose speakers in there. Yeah. It's great. NWA 24-7? Yeah. God, I had Gavin and Dan make me a playlist. Unbelievable. It's like Neil Sedaka, Carol King. LRB. LRB. O-Town. I was just like, ah, oh, what the fuck, <laughs> Tiffany? I was like, is this ever going to change? How many Debbie Gibson songs were on there? About six. Oh, that's sad. Drew Lachey, not even Nick Lachey, his loser brother. I was like, oh, my God. He just took it off. Magic music number one, made for you by Dan and Gavin. I'm like, how do I even erase this? It just felt like I had to take my car and have it detailed. <laughs> Go through, okay, Leo Sayre. <laughs> yeah, but other than that, it's great. That's too funny. Did um, So the big news, Padre news, after we did a, our last show, they announced it literally the next day that Xander's changing positions. Well, the second. Yeah, but were you shocked? I, I would have been happier if he was going to first. If going to first. But, I mean, at the same time, he said a year ago when they asked him, what do you think about changing positions? He goes, I was signed as a shortstop. Yeah. Well, he was. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of strange. Yes, he's going to play the good guy card, like whatever it takes for this team. But there, there is a difference. I mean, Brett Boone was in here talking about it. Oh, yeah. When they take it in middle infield, it basically means you aren't an athlete anymore. But they're leaving the middle infield. But the shortstop is the ego position. I mean, there's a reason yeah. Derek Jeter wouldn't change. I, Dave, I got to tell you, man, that we, we talked the other day. We were saying about the teams that really, really impact you. And I was talking about it with my, my boys at lunch today. And, and for me, number one, the team that is everything for me is the Raiders. Yeah. And then tied for a second, depending on the day in the season, it's the Kings and the Pods. And that's really it. So that's a team that I... Uh, I've said it, cheered for us since 82. So many fun memories that you and I've had. So many fun memories that I've had uh, with that team and my boys. I don't know how to say this. Xander Bogart's zero impact for me as a fan. Is it he, because it was a it was a bad contract and they shouldn't have signed him? It's and not. And this franchise? Yeah, it's just one of those things where you go, you've had guys that have come through here where you just didn't like them. Not yeah. that at all. Not that at all. You've had guys come through here like uh, like Fernando, Trevor, Tony, yeah. Manny. Man, I'll cheer for those guys forever. And even Manny getting the extent, okay, fuck it. He's here forever. It's good. I love Manny. And having the chance to go out and watch those guys play. Cronenworth, to me, is fine, right? I wouldn't have given him the extension, but he's fine. Hassan Kim's been great to watch. I'm um, reading stuff about the new guys. Dude, Xander, to me, does your wife have a spice rack? <laughs> yeah, I'm sure she is. No, she thinks she has all the spices in a drawer. Okay. If you go to that drawer, right? Yeah. And and you open it up, there's going to be things that you use a lot. There's going to be the salt. There's going to be the pepper, right? If you're making burgers, maybe you've got some seasoning salt or onion, a bunch of different things. And then there's like those three 
that have just sat there since you moved in the house. Yeah. Right? Grated chives. <laughs> what? <laughs> well, don't you want those on? No. I don't need this shit at all. Whatever that one is. Kumion? I don't even know how you pronounce it. You talk to the wrong guy. That's just sitting there. And, and we have one right in our kitchen at the condo. Every time I walk in there, I'm just so tempted to just take them and just fucking chuck them right across the street. We just fucking don't need this. Fucking don't need this. What if every time you walked in, you just took one with you and see if they notice it's missing? Yeah, nobody would know. <laughs> That's Xander. Xander's just that guy to me in the spice rack that's just sitting there. You don't hate him. You don't, you don't use him. He's just a guy. And a lot of money, $280 million. I got it. I got it. He's that guy. He's that guy in the, on the top shelf. You know what else Xander is? Xander's that guy on the top shelf of your liquor cabinet. Where you go, well, man, hey, check that out. See what I got there? Yeah. Well, you're fucking right, I do. I got, <laughs> I got a 2023 bottle of Xander Bogarts. <laughs> well, let's crack that baby. What are you kidding me? I got crack it open. She cost me $280 million. Fucking crack it open? What are, you, what are you insane? Fuck out of here. Drink that Pabst Blue Ribbon and shut up. Well, what are you going to do with it? What do you mean by that? Well, you got that Xander on the top shelf. When are you going to drink it? Well, I haven't really thought about that. You know what? I think your time here. Just get the fuck out of here. Is that how it goes? Leave your beer. Yeah. It's like that, it's like that Jack Daniels bottle we had from Jimmy Bedford. Yeah. Do you still have yours? No, it's gone. You drank yours, right? That's a long fucking story. I had my kid took it to a party. What a Did dick. Did it. Super disappointed. What a dick. Yeah. Well, give it. Hey. It's not like it wasn't just autographed to me. Fuck. Yeah. Well, give it to me and I'll fill it with RC Cola and yeah. that'll be his goddamn wedding it's, present. Yeah, it's I'll like just scotch a, tape it. Like taking a Mickey Mantle card and sticking it in your fucking spokes. Yeah. Just fucking stick it to a party. Oh, great. Take the Bavacqua card. Jesus. It's not that tough. <laughs> so Dave and I got this bottle of Jack Daniels from the guy, Jimmy Bedford. Yeah. He was like the sixth guy in line. Master distiller. Yeah. And you sit there and you go, well, this is really great. I don't know what the hell I'm going to do with it. And then finally we had the anniversary party and we drank it with Lisa Ann and with, uh, what the with fuck does this mean? Um, yeah, and with Erica, and it worked out great. Dude, if Xander goes to second base and he made the comment, who, who did he compare himself Mookie. to? No, he, it wasn't Mookie. He, he, said, he said, what did he say? He's going to be like one of the top second basemen in baseball. He said that was his goal yeah. was to be. He didn't, he he's didn't, not even the best second baseman in the division. No, but he didn't come on and call his shot. What he said was, Dave, in fairness to Xander, Xander said, I've seen somebody. He made the comparison. I can't think of the guy who he said, but he said somebody, and his attitude was great to it. Like, hey, okay. Has to kind of suck. I think the idea that they didn't tell him a couple of when Schilt was there. Schilt made it sound like he ran it by him this winter. Didn't sound like it. It didn't sound like it. Because uh, Bogart said he was started taking ground balls. Yeah. It's second. Well, not only that. I mean, the, anyone who's ever played second base, it has a different spin. And the throw's not as easy as you think. It's a shorter distance, but it's a different angle. It's like, to me, it feels like it goes from riding right-handed yes. to riding left-handed. Couldn't agree more. In front of 50,000 yeah. people every night. Yeah. As Trey Turner said, when he had to do it for the Dodgers, it was fucking hard. He hated yeah. it. Which, I mean, probably gives you a lot of credit to Hassan Kim, right? 
yeah, for being able to bounce back and forth? To, to bounce back and forth between three positions. Cronenworth has done that? Second. Dude, well, Cronenworth never goes to the left side of the diamond. Cronenworth at least stays on the right side. Cronenworth yeah, but he's does, played, he's played he short in and the third. Past, but not, not at the major league level. Yeah, short and third for the pods. I've never seen him play short or third. Yeah. When is this? No, I mean, like, filling games, but he's done it. Not, like, at an, not like extensive at the level that Xander did, but he... you got to show me, because I, I swear I've never seen him do it. But at the same time, there's someone close yeah. to me who does it for the Giants, and he says he hates it. Casey it's Smith be, hates it. Yeah, it's got to be incredibly yeah. difficult. He goes, you don't even know when you show up if you're playing second, short, or third. And he yeah. goes, dude, it, it affects everything. You're hitting everything because you're thinking about defense. As you said, you don't look like an asshole. Yeah. You know, it's, it, it's tough, man. I don't know. I mean, I, I'm sure Xander... We'll be fine. I mean, you th- look at some of the second basemen in baseball, especially in the National League, that are really good with the bat. Ozzy Albies is outstanding. Yeah. Mookie's outstanding. You know, to be honest, I think the Dodgers would be better if they move Mookie back to right field. I mean, who would you rather have, Mookie, uh, Jason Hayward, or Manuel Margot in right field? Yeah, Mookie. Yeah, I think yeah. it's a better team. I think they did it, honestly, to kind of keep Mookie happy, kind yeah. of, a deal, which is probably a mistake. We'll see what they end up doing, but going back to what the pods are doing so people say you move kim over to short he is the best shortstop on the team i think mm-hmm. we all agree but i think what this move actually is it keeps jackson merrill at short yeah because when kim is gone the next move is going to be it's not xander's going back to short it's going to be jackson merrill's going to step into the position he's always played yeah but for now i mean for at least half a season yeah for everything you read they're going yeah yeah, if Kim gets moved, then Merrill gets moved into short. Yeah, right where he's been his whole life. Yeah, and so yeah, we'll we'll see how how all that goes. It's just kind of interesting. And anyone will say oh, you guys are too tough on Xander. Look at Xander's numbers before the last month of the season. It's they un- played a bunch of the last place teams like the A's, the Rockies, and he ran his numbers up. He did not have a good year last year. It, again, I'm not trying to be tough on the guy. I'm just saying to me, he's almost that guy when he shows up in the lineup. You remind yourself. You go, yeah. Been an impact player in the past. It just, he's that, he's, I don't know, man. He hasn't been a difference maker to me. There are guys that are just complete difference makers in this lineup. Yeah. And to me, Xander hasn't been that guy. No, I get it. It's one year. And if he comes in this year and he does it, great, man. And I'll be the first guy to say, hey, I'm really glad. But to me, he's. Everything shows you he will not do it, Jeff. I mean, just for the idea that four years in a row now that the velocity off his bat has dropped. Yeah. Shows that he's on the downside of his career. Yeah. I mean, I, I appreciate he he didn't have to be the stand-up guy that he was. I'm sure it had to be incredibly disappointing, especially like he yeah. said at that time of it. But, I, I, again, I, I don't want to be the guy to go, well, who else was offering it? No, it's not how it doesn't work that way. He signed a contract. Who knows what he was told in negotiations, and he makes the change. You're right. Kim's the best shortstop. But for me, had they said Xander's going to first, Cronenworth comes back to second, Kim at short, Manny at third, and Xander had that approach, Davey'd be hearing a completely different story from me tonight. I would be like, dude. Couldn't agree with you more. Xander's always been kind of a uh, uh, just a, a luxury to me on this lineup. But the way he stood up and took it and did what's right for the team and allows Cronenworth and Kim to take one step over to the right yeah. into more comfortable positions. Dude, I'm a huge Xander fan. And not that I'm anti, but yeah, I... I you know, when they and they bring up the fact, well, Cronenworth has proven he can play first base. Dude, he's proven he can play second. At least you well, know if he had Cronenworth at second, 
you wouldn't miss a beat in her infield. The so, only thing I'll say is we did shows when Hosmer was here and Cronenworth went over and played first. When yeah. Hosmer got sick with whatever, I don't know that he had diverticulitis, but remember something he, had, like that. he had something like that. And Cronenworth went over and played very, very effectively at first base. Yeah. And, and that's kind of how we found out about him. And then Hosmer was coming back, and I remember saying here, well, just leave Cronenworth at first. You couldn't really do it because of the $23 million invested in Hosmer. But he did show, and I don't know what happened last year. It could have been a variety of things. But at least in that window, Cronenworth was pretty good at first, both defensively, but he's not going to hit you what you— 30 home runs. Yeah. Not going to hit 30 from the corner of the yeah. spot. You know, okay, so for me, I watched every Padre game last year. I mean, sure. you watched a shitload of Padre games. From me watching, I can't tell. Like, you know, Christian Walker is supposed to be the best fielding first baseman in baseball. I see a lot of Diamondback games. I can't tell the difference of him and Freddie Freeman. They're both yeah. good. But at the same time, Cronenworth, they never did anything to me that I said he's a bad first baseman. I thought he played actually very well. Yeah. Elston is a huge stats guy. He's like Brian Kinney. Yeah. He says he's the worst first baseman in the league. Eesh. And I'm going, I, I don't see, I don't know what metrics. I can't figure it out. Yeah. But but the, what I'm watching, Cronenworth looks fine at first base. Defensively, not not offensively. His numbers don't match. But defensively, he looks like he fits fine with me. So, look, there's still so many guys that are still out and available. Brandon Belt's still out there, right? Yep. A handful of guys. I mean, gosh, Dave, you have, you have so many holes on this team. Now, reading the Union Tribune tonight doesn't feel like there's a huge rush to go add arms. Maybe if you can find it, but I think, and I get this. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna argue. I think they look at it and go, "We're gonna gamble with Johnny Brito and Vasquez and Thorpe you. and Jay Crew and Pedro Avila, as opposed to going out and dropping money on Michael Lorenzen." You go, all right, I can live with that. But are you going to go out and take that money and try to improve the outfield? Are you going to try to get another left-handed bat? Like, you don't really need any more help in the bullpen. You've done a solid job there. But what else are you going to try to do? But it's just, man, they, they said, I mean, you're seeing it with Cody Bellinger. I read the other day, like, the... Nobody's really looking so much at San Diego as they're looking at like the Cubs with Bellinger, exactly. right? They're looking at the Angels the with Blake Snell. Yeah, the Giants with Matt Chapman. And these owners are locking in it's and not, trying to stare down Scott Boris. Yeah, it feels a lot like 1987 when all of a Very sudden much. everybody got busted with collusion. Very much. That's how Kurt Gibson ended on the Dodgers is because they got busted and got caught. But guys are getting their money. Look yeah. at Shohei Otani. Just, just everyone's tired of Boris. Yeah. And how far does it go? I mean, honestly, God, if you're, if you're Scott Boris, forget about even the Profar deal, but if you're Scott Boris and you're receiving phone calls from Snell, from Montgomery, from Bellinger. Oh, Montgomery's the other guy. Going, yeah. hey, what the fuck's happening J.D. Here? Martinez? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, J.D. Martinez is in Florida fishing. Like, I'm following on Instagram. He's not doing shit. Dude. Like, a lot of these guys at least are working out thinking the phone's going to ring every day. J.D. Martinez, I think I've seen him one time take batting practice. Okay, knowing, on a boat. knowing Snell like we've seen and how slow he gets coming out yeah. of the gate. Coaching little kids right now. You watching them on Instagram? Yeah. Great. Man, how, how invested are you if you're a contender? If you're the Yankees, how much are you interested in going to get Snell? Yeah. 
knowing that every day it's another day, man, right? I mean, pitchers and catchers reported last week. A lot of those guys have been in Peoria now for a week. True. And, and I I don't know. I mean, Wackett came in last year, signed on Valentine's Day, right? Yeah. You've had guys in the past that come in and, and do it. But, I mean, the first game is Thursday. To me, that puts some of these guys so far behind the eight ball. That's why, Dave, if, if their feeling is that – they're going to go with the guys that we mentioned, right? That they yeah. that they got from the Yankees. And, I mean, they better not do what, what the Giants did last year where you go with three starters, and, that, and that's putting Michael King in as your number three. I mean, the Giants really last year had two starters and three bullpen games. Yes. And that was dangerous and, it it, and eventually cost Gabe Kapler his job. But... If the feeling is that Brito, Vasquez, Avila, Matt Waldron, right, Jay Groom, I thought the article with him was pretty interesting where he talked about owning it and knowing what he did wrong. I mean, if the feeling is that they can get contributions from these guys at the back end, okay. I'd still kind of like to see him go get a veteran but and push King back to four and then have an open competition for, for five slash six. Dude, the way you're talking, you make it like none of these guys are going to get hurt. I mean, you got to well, go in thing. with you're an right. eight. You got to go in really with the idea of an eight-man yeah. rotation because guys are going to get hurt. 50% of all pitchers get hurt. But Dave, who blinks first, player or team? I think it's the player now. For the big name guys, yes. Yeah. Absolutely. But what, what about Tommy Pham? It, and Tommy Pham's old. I mean, 36. It, yeah. It, and Tommy Pham was, I thought, outstanding for the Diamondbacks last year. Yeah. Um, it is It is very, very strange. I can't figure out what the pods are doing. Let me ask you as a fan, would you feel more comfortable if they went and signed an outfielder or a starting pitcher? I mean, uh, right they now, need bats. You, it, need, yeah. you need two. Because they're about to, everyone keeps writing on Twitter, hey, I have faith in this Padre team and our bullpen's going to be the best in baseball. Dude, when you burn them out, they aren't going to be as good as you thought they were. Yeah. Well, to me, Dave, I, I watch them and I watch a lot of other teams. Today, man, oh, man, I, I tell you a guy that I become more impressed with every day is Bryce Harper. And Bryce Harper today talking about the permanent move to first base. Yeah. And just saying that he's in it for the team. He's in it for the city. He doesn't ever see himself going back to right field because the team came to him, talked to him. Rob Thompson came to him and said, look, man, I need you at first base. He goes, all right, I'm all in. Yeah. And I get it. I mean, in a, in well, it a, opens up another hole uh, for them or another bat is what they can add yeah, to the outfield. Is what right. they needed. And in a lot of ways, that's what Xander did too and deserves credit for it. I get that. That's fine. But, but I look at what Bryce Harper has meant to his team, who he is, the status he has earned in the game, and his ability to move ego-free for the betterment of the team. And he goes, shit, man, that's great. But to answer your question, no, bats. But at this point, I follow the Twins. I follow the Angels. I follow the Blue Jays. I follow, obviously, the Pods. It's across baseball. It's not just what we're doing in San Diego. It's across baseball that teams are not moving on these guys. And no. we said it the other night when we were here, Dave. I think it was 112 free agents still out. Well, the, the team that surprises me is the Giants because Bob Melvin obviously saw Blake Snow win a Cy Young right in front of his face. Yeah. The Giants need help. They aren't signing Blake Snell. They aren't signing Chapman, like I said. They aren't signing Bellinger. They went shortcut 
with the bats. They went shortcut with the center fielder. They went shortcut yeah. with Solaire. Well, they they spent a lot of money on the center fielder, though. The but, center fielder was But not Bellinger to... money. And oh, you, well, everyone says how the Giants have all this money and the fans stop going to the games. The team that spent money this offseason, not counting the Dodgers, is the Reds. Yeah. The Reds surprised a lot of people. Yeah. So going back to, to Bryce Harper, I thought, I thought the article was interesting with Bryce because, as you said, he's willing to go to first base because it was best for the team. I also love the fact that he said when he signed his 13-year deal, he didn't want opt-outs, even though Boris told him, you better put opt-outs in there. Yeah. He goes, no, I got to sit there and try and talk other free agents to come in here. Right. If I have opt-outs, they won't come here. Well, Boris is the guy that started the opt-out thing. Remember he yeah. did it with J.D. Drew? When yep. he was on the Dodgers all of, a sudden, Drew, right. all of a sudden he's gone. He's with the Red Sox. And, <laughs> and as a Dodger fan, I'm like, where, where the fuck are you going? You yeah. know, I've never seen that before. But the one thing I have an issue with, and the Phillies are about to give in to Bryce Harper. They're going to they're gonna lengthen his contract. They're going to give him more years. They should. They should not. Who, for Bryce Harper? Why would you? His contract expires at age 38, 39. Oh, I didn't realize it went that far. Yeah. So okay, why, sorry. So he wants, and he wants an extension. He wants a deal that takes him almost to his mid-40s. And the Phillies are going to do it. Dombrowski said, yeah, we're going to take care of him. Why would you take care of a guy yeah. that has seven years left on his contract? Businessman, Yeah. Make him, bring him an advisor. Yeah. yeah. Well, hey, yeah, guess what? Doing? When this one runs out, we'll talk about your new Dude, contract. I don't get it. It's this AAV and everything. Yep. And these guys continue to do it. And, and what is your team going to look like in 2034? Yeah. I mean, I guess, Dave, the way they're looking at it is that the revenue streams are going to continue to go up. Ticket prices are going to continue to go up. Sponsorships are going to go up. And uh, I just, uh, yesterday was the anniversary. There, We were kind of playing this game like, like we do with celebrity birthdays, but yeah. we were playing day in history. And I think yesterday was the anniversary from like 87. And Don Mattingly on that day won the all-time highest arbitration case. Major League Baseball couldn't believe it. 1.9 million. That's amazing. And so... Soda just got, what, 31? Yeah. So if the game keeps going like it's going... Yeah. I mean, you saw the Royals the other day, dude. The Royals are going to build this, and they'll get it. Royals are going to build this insane stadium in downtown Kansas City. Now, I've never been there, but when you look at Kauffman Stadium, it just appears like it's in the middle of nowhere. Stadium the Royals are going to build looks like Petco Park. Yep. downtown in the middle of the action it looks beautiful man yep. it looks like a ballpark where you go shit i want to go check that out it looks great all of these revenue streams are changing uh it's going to change for the a's yep. one way or the other they're going to get out of oakland where there is no revenue and they'll get to vegas and whether or not john fisher keeps that team or sells it somebody is going to make money with baseball in vegas yeah they just have to get out of the gate right and, and the point of that being is that maybe these deals, like the Manny deal, like Fernando, like Xander, maybe the belief is in that time, 36, 37, 10 years from now, man, you can just absorb the costs of those guys because you're going to be making so much money across the board that those two or three deals really aren't going to impact you the, the way they do today. You know, the price of tickets is insane. Insane. And, and I know we'll, we'll talk more about it as the summer goes on, but you always have an idea of, hey, how many games do you plan on going to this year? Yeah. I'm telling you right now, as a baseball fan, as someone who has, you know, the the package to watch as many games as I want, I do not see myself going to a game. I'm sure I'll hit probably five, but right now there's nothing on the schedule to say I'm going outside the ones I see in person in Denver. I, there's nothing 
that I'm going to go, it's better with an experience there and to spend all that money. Like you get so much more out of the game for me right now through TV. You know, uh, I think it was two weeks ago tonight. Two weeks ago tonight, I'm in Toronto and I'm at dinner with our friend Joe Carlo. Yeah. And I'm going back up there in April and I'm looking at, the Blue Jays schedule because there's a couple of different games and Joe and I have a mutual friend who works for the Jays. And I said to her, hey, you know, we should let Susie Lee know uh, what game we're going to. And she said, Jeff, there's no chance I can plan my life in April tonight. I started laughing. I go, you know what? You're exactly right. And it's the same thing, Dave. Look, for the season ticket holders... God bless you, man. I mean, Gruppner said it yesterday, and he said it sincerely. So that's why I, I acknowledged it, because it's one of the rare things that anybody that fucking organization says sincerely anymore. But they gave credit to the season ticket holders, as they should. But to me, wondering tonight about what games I'm going to, dude, I'm done buying games in advance. I'm done paying that yeah. money. I'm done paying the service fee. I'm done with it. What's going to happen is wait till the day before or two days before. Take a look at what the pitching matchup is. Take a look to make sure the injury report to make sure that the guys that the Jack, Cade, and I want to see, Fernando and Manny and whoever else may be, are actually playing and expected to be in the lineup. Who's on the other side that's coming down? So it's a rare chance for us to go down and see maybe it's Bryce Harper or maybe it's Otani or Mookie or any of those Casey Schmidt. Doesn't matter. Make sure those guys are in. And then I'll play the game on the secondary yeah. market. Yep. And, and if I got to pay a little bit more, at least I don't mind paying that because it means when we go down, we see the guys we want to see. We sat where we sat. And the price is what it is. But yeah. it's like Ernie and I said the other day, my feeling is this year, watch a lot of the Padres on TV and see a lot of the Angels in person. Yeah. Because it won't be to go up and cheer for the Angels as much as it'll be. It'll cost me eight bucks to get in and see Mike Trout and whoever the Angels are playing. Yeah, no, I understand. Mike Trout's a hell of a player too, and whoever they're playing. I'm with you on that. There's nothing wrong with it. It's... um. It, man, it has changed a lot from when we were kids, though. As you have said on the show a number of times, that when you get the tickets, you stick them on the refrigerator, and you're going in yep. two or three weeks, I'm going to go see the Twins take on the Yankees or the Red Sox, and you tell all your friends in the neighborhood how excited you are to get ready for that one moment. Hey, one thing to clarify. So we talked about the TV deal the other day. is pretty much like what we said. The way you saw the games last year, uh, Gruppner confirmed, they were going through MLB media and they expect to have deals with Cox Cable and Spectrum, DirecTV, by opening day. But for spring training games, you'll have to watch them either on the app or Padres.tv. So you won't see the spring training games other than the couple that are on ESPN. I think Thursday's game with the Dodgers is on ESPN. But... Most importantly for the regular season, MLB media expects to have a deal in place with all the different outlets uh, for 2024. And the interesting thing that Eric said was that the finances didn't impact them as much as you would have thought. Well, there you go. So that was good news. Yeah. I, I mean, I appreciate him saying that. Listen, 
We, we bust down Eric a lot around here. He absolutely could have played the victim with that TV money. Yeah, and, nobody, and nobody would have known the difference. And to his credit and to the team's credit, they didn't do that, Dave. And I, I do give him credit for that. That's fine. Was the next question explain Azakar and Profar? Well, hey, you know, listen, we're not going to get into specific players. But the one thing that we are doing here is we've always done during our time with the team is we're always looking at different ways to improve. Now, that could be through free agency. And you ever see AJ without his phone in his ear? <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> but I, I would be a lot more critical of that if I wasn't seeing the exact same thing with half a dozen, if not more, teams. Uh, 100 free agents out there. It's not like they're all signing. And, uh, and uh, yeah. So we'll see. We'll play it out. There you go. All right. Hey, want to mention Brian Curry. Don't forget, Brian Curry is the guy you want to talk to when it comes to real estate. Right now in San Diego, it is tough to buy a home. At the same time, if you're looking to sell your home, no one will get you more for it than Brian Curry. His number is 619-251-1588. You can also find you in the neighborhood that you want to live in. It is tough to be in San Diego, but man, if you can afford it and things are moving in the right direction, good for you. 619-251-1588. Yeah, so many different people are looking Maybe you need to upgrade. Maybe you need to downgrade. Time to find that perfect house. Every time, Dave, I drive through downtown, man, I look, I go, what would it take to have like one of those 40th floor condos? Or I always what? think it's 40th floor. It's probably like 19th because I can't, <laughs> my peripheral vision so bad. I can't figure it out. But man, you look at some of those places, right? They got those full windows. You go, God dang. You know where we were today? We're over in Point Loma. Okay. And other than 90% of the people you live next to, boy, Point Loma was great. What was this? And you know what? Yeah. I mean, those guys have been living footloose and fancy free for a while. You know, I'd like to see is somebody with a grunge band. Like my friends I'm going to see Saturday night from Sweden. I'd like to see them move their clubhouse. Or maybe, you know, I'd like to see, I'd like to see the Hells Angels. <laughs> that have had that same clubhouse uh, in El Cajon for years, man, I'd love to see them open up a second one in Point Loma, right between Pete and Craig Meddy's house. Nice. And you know who can help them do it is Brian Curry. There you go. If you're one of the Hells Angels and you're looking, uh, give Brian a call. He'll find that perfect house right next to Pete. Get fired up. <laughs> Wake up, Carol. <laughs> Wake up, Jack the dog. <laughs> hey, guys. Hey, fellas. I'm trying to watch CBS Sunday morning. Why? It's cut across Pete's yard. Carol, we got to move. Bonzel's beautiful. Uh, well, Pete, Brian can help you move too. 61925. I don't have the number in front. 251. Hold on. God dang it. 619-251-1588. I was going to say it. And then for, you ever do that? We're I like, do it all the time. No, but I mean, where it locks up on you. Yes. And you're like, I feel like I'm giving the wrong number. You just call better buzz. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> I need coffee. Do you sell my house? Uh, 619-251-1588. I also want to mention Kyle Fluger. Don't forget, Kyle can help you out with everything having to do with the websites. He can build them for you. You can fix them at the same time. Let him take a look at what you have and what he can do to make it a little bit better. Again, 10% discount if you mention Dave and Jeff sent you. 619-500-6621. 619-500-6621. Tonight we were driving and I said to Jack and Kate, I said, you know what we're going to do? We're going to do two different things. We're going to create a... Brand new beverage house. We're going to put Bevmo out of business. We're going to do that. And then the second thing we're going to do is we're going to create an internet security 
company and we're going to put Norton out of business. Flukes nice. is going to help us because on my phone, no matter where I go now, uh, Barnes and Noble warning. Whoa, Norton. We're not sure this is a safe Wi-Fi. I'm not doing cash transactions in here. Okay. Walking in to get an iced tea. Shut up. You go anywhere. The airport. Oh, Hey, you know what you're doing here? <laughs> Relax. Norton sucks. <laughs> So me, Jack, K, Dave, we'll probably cut you in for uh, 3%. We're going to do all of it. If you're like us, looking for new ways to save the world, uh, give Flugs a call. Mithril Media does it better than anyone. That's why my friend Catherine Reed still hangs out with me. And uh, 10% off if you mention the Getty Little Dave and Jeff podcast. There we go. All right, here we go. How old are they and how much are they worth? We're going February 20th. First two are no longer with us. Okay. All right. What are you pointing at? Uh, Jack and I are going to the 2026 All-Star Game in New York. Nice. Good for the deal. Islanders. Right at Belmont Park. That'll be fun. Okay. No no All-Star Game uh, next year. Where's that at next year? They're not doing one. They're doing like a uh, world tournament. Oh. So next one is, and I didn't even think they'd do one in 26 because I figured because of the Olympics, but it's going to the Islanders. So okay. Jack and I will go to New York. There you go. Sweet. That'd be a good time. How many yeah. days? And I think Jack says he's covering a lot of the tab for me and Cade. So I, I would think five days, five days. <laughs> Get around, we'll go down to see Long Island, go to the Hamptons. Be fun. When's the All-Star game in February, right? Yeah. Just like it was like two weeks ago. Now you make these plans now. These two kids will be in college by then. Yeah. Well, he better figure it out. <laughs> better take a lot of online classes. Yeah. He committed. <laughs> Committed to taking Kate and I on the road, so we're excited to go. All right, here we go. February 20th, all okay. right? First two are, are no longer with us, but the first one's Kurt Cobain. Oh. And the time of death is going to tell me his money. Kurt Cobain today, 55. 57. Wow. The time of his death, I'm going to say $7 million. $50 million. At the time of his death? So he was worth $50 million when he died. No way. Yep. Really? Yep. I was at KSDO and Ken Yearwood told me, man. God, I was, was at 91X. A, were you? Yeah. I mean, that one. But we and our FM was KCLX 102.9. And everybody was pretty impacted. I think KCLX was able to play Nirvana. I bet at 91X, dude. Oh, it yeah. had a turn. It was Brian Schock there? Yeah, I think he was. Stevie West yes. would have been there, right? Yeah. Um, Dude, that was a terrible day. It was. I mean, I think about Cobain, and then these last two I was at Upper Deck, but uh, Chester, and uh, and then uh, a mind blanking from Soundgarden. Yeah. Oh, my God. Um, uh, Chris Cornell. Exactly right. Yeah. Ah, oh, man. I mean, awful. Oh, that was a, really? Yeah. Dude, I, I just remember working at Santa Fe Liquor one night, and guys came in, they were going, and probably somebody in this audience went. It was at Del Mar. I think it was in the Jimmy Durante building. Dave, how about this triple bill they had in Del Mar? Nirvana, Soundgarden, Pearl Jam. Oh, wow. Yeah. Everybody was going to that show. And you see people every now and then, they'll post it on social media. They still have their old school ticket stub, whatever. But yeah, how about that for a triple bill? Look at that. Yeah. Amazing. Uh, all right, next one. Ivana Trump. That the daughter? No, that's the wife that passed away two years ago. Oh. Uh, 74. 75. 75. 
Um, her money or what she walked? No, with? what she walked away with when she died. I'll say three hundred million. Thirty-four million. Come on, dude. You know it wasn't going to be three hundred million. Wow. Thirty-four million buried in the back of a golf course. Get that big tax write-off. Yeah. <laughs> what a shit move, dude. Yeah. Oh. Good lord. All right. Okay. <laughs> Next one on you. This one's going to surprise you, I think. Rihanna. I like Rihanna. Very cool. I'm going to say she's 33. 36. Okay. I'm going to say 800 million. Dude, you did better than I thought. I didn't think you could be anywhere close. <laughs> you really aren't close, but I, I thought for sure. Is you, she over a billion? Yes, she is. 1.4? Exactly right. Wow. Yeah, I didn't think you'd think at all that she'd be that high. That's no, all songwriting right there. Yeah, I knew she had huge money, but I didn't know if she was over a billion. Yeah, that would cool, surprise man. me. Trevor Noah. That guy. That, that guy. whole group. That guy. Trevor Noah, John Stewart. They're not John Oliver. I always say John Olive. John Olive's a coach at Torrey Pines. Yeah. John Oliver. Those guys all, they're a little too cute. A little too cute for me. They kind of remind me of this guy who's running the Padres now. <laughs> Where you look at me like, what do these guys do for fun? Um, Trevor Noah, 37? 40. 40. And I'll say, uh, I'll say 22 million. $100 million. Holy shit. No shit. Yep. What, now, now what do you think? How do you guy? think all that money? Don't ask me. Well, good for him. Yeah. Last, I never, yeah, you ahead. and I are the same way. We've never begrudged anybody who no. makes a ton of money. No, that's pretty young and $100 million. Dude, good for him. Right that's cool. Uh, Charles Barkley. Oh, that's a good one. Last one. I'm going to say he's 62. 61. Okay. And I'll say uh, $80 million. $60 million. Okay. It'll all be gone the way he gambles. All oh, right. I don't say that. It's bad luck. Here we go. Five random questions for you, written okay. by Josh. Okay. Are you content with the amount of money you have saved? No. Fuck Nobody. no. Who is? Nobody is. Nobody. <laughs> nope. Do I need to get a job, personal assistant for Lisa Ann? Oh, my gosh. I'd, have, I'd be working forever. Think how much fun that would be. No. You haven't, right? No, I haven't. I, I'm, I, I don't I'm think fortunate so. that I pay my bills and I still got money in the bank, but no. I live my life fun. I got to be better. <laughs> But borrow smart, repay smart, and I, yeah. I'm fine. Like no, no, I, but nobody has think they're they've saved enough money, right? Yeah, I got the whole retirement thing worked out. But as far as saved money, look, if the game ended tomorrow, you go around, you go, okay, well, I'm sorry, it's over, but at least I had fun. Yeah. How many people do you know where the game ends tomorrow? They're like, oh, I wish I'd done more. Well, that's on you. Sucks. Next question: What was the best decade? Twenties, thirties, or forties in your life? Oh, that's pretty fun. Um, I would say uh, 30s. Yeah, 30s. I'm with you. I'd say 30s also. Yeah. That was, man. A lot of stress in the 20s. Yeah, 20s was okay. A lot going on. But 30s was right when the show started. Yeah. God, that was fun. It was a gong show every night. Just a gong show. Yeah, I would say that. All right, third question. How many songs do you think you know all the words to? Uh, none. Yeah, dude, I'm with you. I was just thinking as I'm reading the question. Do I know all the words to Piano Man? 
No. By Billy Joel. I've heard it a million times. Yeah, none. Um, I mentioned these guys earlier. Let's just kick them one more time because it's fun. I'm going to give you three names, and you tell me songs that these guys know by heart. Just any song, okay? First thing that pops into your head. Dan Williams. Oh, God. Shake it off. <laughs> he knows the whole, whole Taylor Swift catalog. Yeah, has it. Has it on index card, keeps it in his shirt pocket for those tough days. Uh, Gavin. I don't know, man. That's a good one. Yeah, I got it. Go Weekend in New England. <laughs> he just starts singing it to his wife. She's like, Gav, I got to go. Okay. Last night I waved goodbye. Gav, come on. Enough out of you. And then. Get the uh, hell out of here and don't forget your tangerines. Take your cuties. <laughs> All right. And then now uh, the third one, who I had a great text from today, my friend Kenyatta. Yeah. He sent me the greatest text today. He just sent me a message. He said, check out a podcast that Donovan McNabb was on. I said, okay, oh, I'll, yeah. ch I'll check it out. He said it was really good. Did you With listen Cam to Newton. No, I yeah, didn't, I didn't Cam Newton. You know, when he sent it to me, this is kind of crazy. He sent it to me. I was listening to a Theo Vaughn podcast with Trevor Bauer. Oh, yeah. I heard part of that, and, too. I and, like Theo Vaughn. Do you well, remember when he was on, what was that, Road Rules? I, I don't remember. All I know is he said he was a really good friend to Joe Musgrove. He was here last year for a Padre game, just had the time of his life. Dude, Theo Vaughn. And then great. Bauer was saying, dude, playing in San Diego is great. He Loved goes, man, it. everyone's right on top of you. The Western Middles building. He goes, that. it's really cool. Yeah. Um, I You can never get him in, but there is a part of me where it's like, dude, if he's going to play for the minimum, yeah. fucking go, right? Dude. Come on. I, I don't think there's anyone out there that thinks he's still guilty. I mean, seriously. Yeah, but I just think the whole, the yeah, whole thing, though, yeah. I just... It's not Urias who was kind of like cleared, but at the same time, like, fuck that dirtbag. Yeah. Um, no, he's not coming in. Um, yeah, it was fun. Let's send Key. Uh, what's Keno by heart? Oh, my God. I got it. Jungle Love by the time. <laughs> you can do the dance, you too. You think so? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. What else does he know? I'll tell you what else. Let's see. Key's going to surprise us here. What's the other one? You got another one for Key? Well, well I'm here. I almost said something. I don't want to say. The one that was in my head. Your kids are right here. I must have said something. Out of, I, I like when Key puts it. Key knows all the words to his own music. Oh, of course. He doesn't need to know anybody else's. That's what am true. I doing? He just, for his one cover, he's going to mix in Jungle Love when he does a live show. He's going to do that for me. And Gavin and Dan, this is loud. All right. <laughs> All right. Next one. I already know the answer to this. Literally, we were talking about this before the show started. Okay. Have you ever yelled at a coworker? Oh, yeah. Made a guy cry at KFMB. It's, it's true. Complete fucking. Yeah. I was there. Guy tried to undercut us on a deal. That's about the closest I think I've ever got to legitimately getting fired because that's about the closest I've ever come to just legitimately beating just beating the yeah, shit out of I a think guy. 100%. I was there. Right? I, I, I do. I couldn't agree more. He was, like I, I should he did, be. He did that move where he put the table between himself and you. Like yeah. you know, I tell him someone else. You know, you, you want to kill him, and they start running around. Yeah, 
We were. Uh, I almost did that to Brian Wilson at Players. Do you remember that? I got super pissed at Brian Wilson. What for? Dude, you, we were there. Remember? Yeah, of course I would have been like, there. I was. I was like ready to kill him. It was during the Charger post game show. Dude, I saw that guy on Sully Show. I miss Dub, dude. I love that guy. Dub was on Sully Show. He was on like one of like on New Year's Day. They replayed like eleven shows. And he got invited in. He was I great, love it. dude. Dub, oh, I, that's cool, dude. I miss now, that Brian guy. and I are good friends now. I love him, but uh, just for that one moment, I wanted to kill him. So uh, what the story was for us, what happened at KFNB is when we started, Dave owned the show. And I don't think people know this, man. We were fucking broke, like yeah. legit broke. We're the only two guys that thought the show had a chance. And KFNB was such a bunch of dicks when we first started. Like we, we speak pretty highly of those guys. But at the time, they were a bunch of fucking dicks because they were like, okay, you guys sell the show. Dave has to pay Jeff. And here's a hundred people that you can't talk to. So Dave went and made a deal with Dixon Ford in Carlsbad, one yep. of the three car lots that we've put out of business. Teddy yep. Stevens College Ford, Dixon Ford, and then there's a third one that I yep. can never remember. But we're the only guys ever in radio to close three car lots. So we had to deal with Dixon Ford. We're driving cars, right? Yeah. Getting money, like paying our rent. This was our money to pay our rent. And a fucking sales weasel at KFMB went and cut a deal with Dixon Ford and came to them and said, no, Dave and Jeff signed off on it and we'll pay Dave and Jeff. And then he came in and, hey. and dude, I lost my mind. Yeah. I lost my mind. That, dude, that's the closest thing. Yeah. I'd have killed that guy that day. Yeah. I'm glad I didn't because he turned out to be a nice guy and, and I'm glad we didn't. But what a Douche move. <laughs> All right, last one. Okay. Your kids will like this question. Would you rather be pepper sprayed or tased in the nuts? Pepper sprayed in the face or tased in the nuts? Dude, I couldn't do either one of those. These two idiots will tell you. We were in Encinitas during COVID. Dude, you got to be pepper sprayed in the face. Yeah. Nobody wants to get tased in the nuts. No, I don't want to get tased at all, but... <laughs> We, we were saying during COVID that we would do this thing where we would go and, and you could stay around town. I think we talked about it here. And we would stay at this place, the Econa Lodge in Encinitas, right on 101. And I could get a room for like literally 42 bucks a night. So just to get out, we would go and stay Friday and Saturday night. And all we would do is watch Step Brothers and play Madden. Yeah. But we were out of the house. We're breaking up the monotony. Right down the street... From the Sakana Lodge, right next to uh, Juanita's is this little A-frame market that's been there like 40 years. So we would go because this place didn't have a kitchen, but we would go and get like chips and salsa and do different things, drinks, right? Like we're just camping out for 48 hours. Dave, I got it. It had to be like the mild salsa. Like it didn't even say hot. And Jack and Cade are eating it like it's guacamole. And I don't know what happened, but dude, my eyes were watering like crazy. Now, they're 16 now, so at that time, they were 13. It is, listen, I say it all the time. Nobody is meaner to you than your own kids. They're the worst people in the world because they don't care about your sensitivity. My eyes are watering, and they are just killing me. You just thought me it was up. just way too hot? Is that what that was? Yeah, it? and they were just so... This, did, well, let's be honest. Did you have a dead gallbladder inside of you at the time? Is that why? Oh, yeah, probably. Yeah, maybe that's why you reacted that way. Yeah, but they were like, 
just stop eating it. But it was so good. <laughs> it was so good. Ah, enough out of you. I'm just Dr. Pepper, whatever, Fanta. And, uh, and dude, my eyes were watering like crazy. So, yeah, I guess the pepper spray. But, God, that looks miserable, too. Yeah. Which one are you doing? Dude, I got to take the pepper spray, dude. I can't get tasing the nuts. That's I terrible. do like, I'm not going to lie. I like on YouTube when they show those guys and you kind of know what's coming. Yeah, me too. Hey, why don't you just back up? I know what my rights are. They just start telling the guy, eh, uh, the guy just drops. <laughs> I like Fuck, yes. I like them all. I'm always team cop on those. Yeah, me too. I don't care. Listen, I don't care if it's a kid. I don't care if it's a guy. I don't care if it's an elderly guy. I don't care if it's a woman. As soon as they push it too far and they get tased, eh, you're going to be fine. Yeah. Back to, back to badge, right? There you, there you go. So Wednesday, are we back? Yeah, we'll be back Wednesday. Dave, when we come back on Wednesday, do the pods have anybody new in the outfield? No. I'm going to say they have one. I don't think anybody new to the pitching staff. I'll say one new bat by Wednesday. I don't think the roster will look any different. Okay. Okay. We'll check it out. Yeah, it'll be the eve of the first game, Pods and Dodgers. Otani's uh, not playing in the first spring training game. They're just set to. Hey, do you think you've seen much of him before they head to you know, South did, Korea? I'm just shocked that he's swinging the bat the way he is right now. You know, they were saying yeah. that he wasn't going to be ready to swing the bat, but he's, hell, he looks great in batting practice. Do you think Manny plays on Thursday? I think Manny no. DHs. I hope so. That'd be cool. Yeah. Yeah. I think Manny's going to be ready to go, though. Before they were saying Manny might not play third till June, I think he's going to be your third baseman opening day. Dude, that'd be great. Yep. Kudos to him. All right. We'll see everybody on Wednesday.